is how do you generate an elegance of earned self-togetherness so that you have a stick to itness in the face of the catastrophic and the calamitous and the horrendous and the scandalous and the monstrous. Hello and welcome to 21st Century Vitalism, a show where we're asking the question, what does it mean to be fully alive in the 21st century? I'm your host, Barrett Kane, and in order to answer that question, we're going to take a deep dive into music festivals, electronic music, and dancing. Joining me on the show today is Ashton Robertson, a.k.a. Spaceship Earth, who is a multi-instrumentalist, electronic music producer slash uh, just guitar shredder. Uh, his music is really dope. He's uh, actually the one who made the track that you just heard on the intro. It's called Revolution. It's his newest single. And yeah, we, we really get into the nitty gritty of what it means to be a part of the festival community that, um, I mean, where we met and honestly, what's really inspired me and really helped break me out of my shell, you know, as human beings, a big part of what it means to be present and have a sense of wholeness and vitality is the ability to celebrate, the ability to set aside moments of time where we don't work on productivity or getting some sort of outcome and we can just bear witness to the beauty that is this current moment and what it means to be alive. You know, it's in these moments that really all of our lives are kind of structured to be building up to, you know, what else do we really want to be doing but being in festival? So, you know, a big part of this is that like our society is kind of devoid of having, you know, um, a solid structure around festivals. I mean, even right now, if you're part of this community, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I didn't need to say anything. You're already on board. But for a lot of people who are looking at it from the outside are kind of like, what are all these people doing in this field? Like, I don't know. I don't really like buy this. What is this like Woodstock? All these hippies. But really at the heart of it is this level of connectivity that we have with ourselves, our friends and the moment and beyond any sort of on paper substance or the music itself is the fact that we're all in this space together for days on end outside of the, the traditional norms. And really it's interesting in that like what arises is oftentimes some of the most essential aspects of you know what drives us as humans is what inspires us and gives our lives meaning you know these are small pockets of uh, life that we get to really experience the whole gamut of emotion I mean you'll even know if you've gone there's probably even going to be some tense moments you know so really it's, it's a beautiful mirror into what we value and how we want to best show up you know, for me, it was really a big impetus to wanting to be socially engaged, to show up with the best of my uh, gifts and to help those around me. So we do a deep dive into that. We talk a lot about electronic music, what it has to offer, but also like ethics and morality. You know, him as a musician, he spends a lot of time uh, with his platform talking about politics and social issues. And, you know, we're seeing a lot of stuff happen with cancel culture that is actually very positive. So we also spent a lot of time on like the role of the musician and artist in being a fully well-rounded member of our society that wears many hats and what it means to wear many hats. Uh, so we really go all over. This is a really fun conversation. Like I said, Ashen's been a friend for close to a decade now, and I have loved watching his career blossom as it has and seeing him really carve out his own niche in the uh, electronic music scene. You know, he's getting to be really well known and uh, has a lot of supporters at this point, and it's just really cool to 
have this container to slow down with him and to really investigate, you know, what, what this phenomena is and its place in our society. So that, that's what we're doing today. I hope that excites you because it is exciting to me and I even enjoyed listening to it on the edit through. Uh, as always, if you want to support the show, head on over to Apple Podcast, give us a, a good review, subscribe, head on over to YouTube, subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. Uh, Facebook, we're on Instagram now, so there's that as well. Um, so yeah, we're slowly spreading out the tendrils of the show all over to the dark recesses of the internet. So please welcome Ashton Robertson. Hello and welcome to 21st Century Vitalism. Uh, hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, man, how are you doing today? I'm doing so good today. Good, I'm glad to hear it. So I wanted to start off, I usually do a nice compliment sandwich, usually start and end with some loading you up with love. And I got to say, the song Revolution that you just released is so good. Thank you. It's so cool for me because I've been following your music for uh, as long as you've been doing it, essentially, I think like 2013 or 14. Right, that's right when I started. Yeah, yep. That's like when we first met. And it's been really cool to watch you keep growing and like every time you're like yeah this is it this is like the new plateau and then you do something that like even elevates that and <laughs> it's just so cool with this with this song I, I think it really is showing that like you're here to stay thank you so much that means so so much especially from someone who's been connected with me for a while yeah i gotta ask uh for the the vocal in there like the the phrase is that cornell west it is Cornell West. Nice. Go listen to Cornell West. Yeah, no, he's he's a monster. He's a really wonderful political thinker. <laughs> it's like um, there's this movie, um, An Unexamined Life, where it's kind of like based on that Socrates phrase, like an unexamined life is not worth living. And throughout the movie, there's a bunch of people ask this question and his response I thought was extra powerful, but also just him during the last few years, I think has been so powerful. Yeah, he's been one of the the really strong anchors and representations of like what the left has to offer and that gives versatility, versatility. Um, him and uh, someone I've been turned on to recently is Nina Turner, dude. Oh, oh. my God. If she ends up in Hello, the house- Hello, somebody. Seriously, if she ends up in the house, could you imagine how that would shake things up? Like. She's yes. powerful. Is it Jackie? I love her. She's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I got to see her talk like at a Bernie campaign. It was so good. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm honestly I I would be hard pressed to see her lose. Especially with like the district that she's in. Like she is from that area. She knows how to how to to speak to those people and it's just like <sighs> I'm so excited. Like, Agreed. Th those are the things about like politics, and this is something I, I've liked about your platform is you are very outspoken about uh, things beyond just like the traditional music scene, and I think that it's really important. Some people kind of look down on that; they're like, "Yeah, just stick to music," but like, totally, this is music, you know. Like being interactive with the world that that is a part of it. You know, you can't separate them. 
Yeah, I I feel it's fundamental to music. And if you look back at history, um, there was always artists, you know, not only pushing the boundaries, but <clears throat> raising awareness on multiple, you know, subjects throughout time, just like um, expanding culture. Yeah. And I think uh, politics is so fundamental right now. And just, you know, all of these things affect everybody. So it's really important that we are at least focusing on the bigger picture. Yeah. And I also think it like, it helps invite other people in, especially when they see someone like yourself who, I mean, most of your posts are about talking to aliens and like really like fun, lighthearted. You have a very positive uh, web presence, but like the fact that you're also, you kind of have your hand in both of these things. I think it it just, it brings people to the conversation, you know, whether they agree or disagree, it shows that like, we're, we can be versatile, you know, we don't have to I love be that. one cam, you know. It's so true. Yeah. And I mean, some of our mutual uh, friends and heroes, I guess, I mean, they're all doing the same thing, you know, and I, I think it's important that we remember that we are fully fledged human beings who, yeah, the game of politics is so frustrating for so many people and everybody feels like we don't really have a voice because we see so much of the corruption just so in the open at this point that it's like it is really disheartening you know totally but that's why we have to like have a fire you know because like we have to understand that like that the apathy it, it it settles in and then like once it does it's really hard to like get moving again you know fully agreed i mean going back to sleep in this time especially to me uh with like the climate crisis and everything like we've got to make progressive changes in the way our like systematic fundamental changes to the entire system um or you know we like just like the fires we saw this summer and you know droughts and everything you know we got to leave a world for our kids that's you know yeah beautiful it's earth is a beautiful place it is yeah and that's i think where like positive sustainable political action comes from is from a place of love rather than like a place of fear and that apathy it's we have to identify with the environment in which we're in in order to like truly tend to it in an ethical and responsible way and until we identify with i mean with the planet with other people our community members we're never going to be able to have an authentic sustainable practice with it you know that's a big part of it for me it's like once i realized everyone's connected we're all on the same planet and everything i do affects everyone else essentially then i mean it became like personal yeah like yeah we're all i'm like I, I mean, as much as I feel other people are affecting me, I realize I'm affecting everybody else and it's my responsibility to cultivate, uh, I mean, for Spaceship Earth, like a platform that allows um, open-mindedness and fun and connection and community and a lot of like good, healthy things for people. Yeah. And I think a big part of what also puts people off is like it because it is such a difficult thing like it, to open yourself up fully and to because I'm, I'm sure you're in the same boat i know you're in the same boat where you see a story that is so heartbreaking it, it breaks your heart you know and like in order to have your heart open you have to be willing to let it be broken in these ways and that's how we're able to respond with like genuine compassion if we're not feeling what the the planet and other communities are feeling then I mean, we're, we're not feeling ourselves. We're isolating ourselves into weird islands. Yes. 
I think in America, we've kind of separated ourselves from what we consume and like from our food to media, music, uh, movies, um, just everything we've, you know, we don't know where uh, avocado is coming from generally, you know, Guatemala, you know, what does that mean? It's like, who knows if any of that money is going back to the farmers, you know, it's just the more we can reconnect with what we're consuming and shorten the gap between it, and it, I think it applies to music and podcasting and friends too. It's like, we got to elevate our friend groups and each other and stay local and think global. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think a big part of that, it, it kind of has to start within though. Like I, I see a lot of folks Truly. and this isn't like to knock anybody's approach, but like, it's really easy to like look out at the world in pain and like try and do something for the world before you essentially put on your own oxygen mask. And I think like music has within it the keys to show people how to better take care of themselves. And I feel like as artists and as podcasters, like we kind of do have a responsibility mm. to model just like good ethical ways of like taking care of yourself. Like self care is kind of a buzzword, but like that is step one, you know? It's, it's the bottom of the pyramid for me. It's like the foundation I think that really allows us the ability to function in the world in like a coherent and like harmonious way, you know, like harmony is like kind of resonating with someone else. Like in music, the harmony is like relatively in tune to this other sound. And I think that's in our community community. How can we like find ways to resonate with each other, like, or harmonize with each other? I mean, um, it's so important. We're, we're, you're vital. Every single person is a vital f member of their community. And even if we all feel small together, we all make big changes. Yeah. So in your, in your best, I mean, for you, what has helped you feel uh, that vital sense of responsibility? Because I think that that's a lot of people's issues. They, they don't, they just think they're small and alone and they can't really affect change. Like, how do you break through that, that idea and implant a genuine sense of autonomy and sovereignty and, you know, power. I do think patience is a big part of it. And I think America, we're so, in as Americans, we're so, like, we would need things quickly and we need, um, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> we need things quickly. And um, so our attention spans and everything is really short here. And I think being able to like cultivate your sense of self and also like a grassroots community takes time. We're all very young and we need to be patient with ourselves and know that even if you're just talking to one person, it's your mom. It's like, you know, your grandma, like in your Facebook post and you're being positive for the first time in a decade. Like that's how it started for me literally just like five, 10 years ago, just slowly, but surely. But I think, um, yeah, like cultivating some, patience and compassion for ourselves because it's easy to compare ourselves to you know all these big influencers and musicians and artists but like I think comparing your the beginning part of your journey to someone else's the middle or the end of their journey mm -hmm. like will be like shooting yourself in the foot yeah wow yeah I think I even just heard like the idea of like 
being compassionate for other people, a lot of people like they don't extend that same thing to themselves. And like, you can kind of step back and look at yourself as one of the other people, you know, like totally you can take care of yourself in the same way that you take care of other people when you have that space and level of ob objectivity of like, this thing's got a bad for me, you know? And like, if you just practice a little bit of patience, like you were saying, a little bit of grace, give yourself some leeway. You know, I, I think that that's the way forward. It's not going to be this loud, bolsterous thing at all times. It's going to be quiet, and you're going to be inching, and sometimes it's going to be sloppy and messy. But you know, it's it's uniquely you. I think that, that that's the truth of it. That's I think people need to hear that more. You know, it's like with social media, we just see like these rise of people so quickly, and they're like doing the right marketing techniques, but. For most people, it's a long, slow churn, organic, one by one, day by day, um, and like change by change. It's you know, it's definitely an internal process, right? And for me, it's like, well, you know, eating healthier, and then drinking more water, and then getting up earlier, and then like reading more books. Just like step by step it's this process and it's a journey so it's easy to be hard on ourselves i think when we're trying to make we're thinking global globally it's it's a lot but yeah what was one of the first things you personally did that like started your journey like you just said like eating better and drinking water like i feel like drinking more water is like the most primary step <laughs> um well i started getting really into health in high school mm -hmm. and got really into nutrition and just started feeling mentally better and more clear um, and just really thinking about like where my food is coming from. I guess it wasn't so much like a single event, but um, through high school into college, I started getting really, um, well, I, in, in college, I went to school for holistic medicine, holistic health. I know that. That was a big spark, actually. Whoa, that's huge. Yeah, I asked, because like, the one thing that helped me turn life around, it was such a small thing, and I heard it from Ill Gates. He suggested it with his, uh, his whole program, and it was to start a journal. Like just doing something, one thing consistently, it creates like this small opening that you can then work on to expand from. For me, it was journaling that was helped transform a lot of neurotic behaviors. <clears throat> Not gonna lie, the literal exact same thing happened to me. I watched the Ill Gates like thing, and he was talking about journaling. I started journaling. I filled up like four journals. I like changed my life around from taking notes and just thinking, getting all my thoughts down. And I was so much more organized ever since. And I always have a journal right next to me. <laughs> nice. Oh heck yeah, yeah. That's so bizarre. That doesn't surprise me at all. Honestly, you're just like, yeah, me too. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Ill, yeah. Ill Gates has helped so many producers get off the ground. I love it. Yeah, I, I love his career art because it's like he's not when you when you look at like in terms of like music, so that he's not like headlining all the shows, but he found a niche that like only he could fit. And I think that that's another Truly. part of this equation is that like what we view of as success, especially with music, I'm sure it's like, oh yeah, we got all like the pretty lights, the bass nectars, all the people who are headlining, like that's not necessarily what success is. I mean, as we're seeing all of these people are having these problems come out that like are unique to the rock star life. And it's like, right. you can have people at every stage of the, the, the totem pole. There is no totem pole, you know, it's just different offerings, different spaces, you know? Yeah, I think there's, it's, it reminds me, it's like there's something to say about like the quick rise and like the burnout of just like uh, 
the new artist and how the slow churn kind of like giving back model that Ill Gates has um, really, to me, it has so much more depth and longevity. Um, I just like our, I think just within our economies and our modern era, everything's so rushed and so, um, I don't know, like narrow-sighted that we get lost in the clout and the glamour and the the play counts and everything and we forget about the music and the community and each other and our, mainly ourselves. Yeah. So on that note, when it comes to COVID, you know, we're about a year deep. What has that journey Woo! been like for you in terms of like, because you were, you know, doing the touring thing. I think you like had just moved out to Colorado and then like COVID hit. Um, so like, what has this journey been like for you in terms of your songwriting process and your maybe reframing of what success is? It has changed my mindset about success so much. It's so funny. Um, I used to think like how I wanted to tour really hard and play all everywhere. But now I realize how that would have been really hard on my body anyway. And I've just reframed my mind with music. And I, I feel like I'm writing the best music of my life because I've slowed down my lifestyle. And it's allowed me more time to research like sound design and um, getting the best VSTs. I don't know. It's like less, less stressful lifestyle has helped me reframe myself to the music industry completely. Yeah. What do you think is going to end up happening once things start opening? Do you think like that fast paced, I mean, that is the music industry, you know, like that's, that's how you, yeah, I think it's, it's already starting and a lot of people are already like, just like, Oh, like jumping at the gates. Um, Though I think I've had some conversation with some bigger artists actually who have told me like, well, to be honest, I was burned out from touring. Like, I don't want to tour as hard, you know. I think, I hope and I think things will be slower paced, more, I want to say organic. Like, I envision like more outdoor events happening still and more, um, like, I want to like curate more events where I'm like having people like you host a workshop. like mini one day festivals kind of vibe like early like earth night type style events um i hope more of that grassroots grassroots vibe comes back yeah yeah and i think that that's kind of like maybe the benefit i mean this past year with the bass nectar thing i mean that he was heavy you know like at least for me i was a fan for a long time and there's something about what that's done for like tilling the soil for fresh growth you know, it's like for me and Crazy. another one of my, you know, childhood heroes just got um, you put on flack, uh, Marilyn Manson. He just came out that like, oh, his stage show is actually who he was. And it was like gross. So I, I just wonder with like the the re- beautiful people. It was so good, but I mean, I don't know if you've heard. I mean, some stuff's coming no, out. No, I fully have heard all of it. It's, it's sad. It's yeah. um, sadly not surprising that it's just like another rich dude male musician that hate to say that as a white male dude well i didn't say white originally but it's always seems to be yeah but um it's to me it's like i'm not thankful for 
COVID, but I'm glad that the space that it's created has allowed us to slow down to look at these things mm -hmm. and that these, I guess, like predators are getting called out because the world shut down. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I, I really hope that it spurns like a larger conversation of like how we view celebrity, you know, and I, I think that that this could have a lot of good for the industry going forward and how we relate to the people on stage. Uh, so we have this, I, I mean, it is, I guess it is pretty natural to kind of deify the person who thousands are cheering to and, you know, but like, that's not good for the musician or the fan, really. It, it's cool to enjoy someone's art, you know, but I mean, that much, you were just freely giving them that much power, you know, and it's like a weird thing. And I think it's even that that same energy is what kind of spurns like the the fast paced nature of it and like the burnout it's like it's all it's just like a, a power vacuum you know yes. it's everybody's trying to get to the center of that and at the cost of their bodies and sometimes souls right <laughs> you know no it reminds me of like separate or what we were talking about earlier with like separating ourselves from the process like not really knowing musicians and just having fans who have like we're elevating these people who we don't i mean you know i don't think we need to like be interviewing musicians like who are you before you make this famous song but um it's like because of the separation and like we've become disconnected from what we're consuming right so all these big famous you know movie actors like um, getting called out to the whole Harvey Weinstein thing and the Jeffrey Epstein thing. And like, you know, now our industry is having like this Weinstein mo moment. And I think it all definitely is like cultivating a safer space for people for yeah. sure. Yeah. There's some conversations being had on the nature of like, I just saw, and I'm not naming any names, but, um, someone was just like, so how do we as a community address if, like, I've had a traumatic experience, and the person who has done the trauma, like, how do we navigate, like, having the space for them and not, like, kicking them out, you know, and then, like, having a safe space for me, and just all these conversations that we weren't having over a year ago, you know? Right. I do like the idea of, like, things are getting safer as more information comes out. <clears throat> yeah, there's a lot to unpackage there, because I've definitely noticed... Um... I'm sure you know, like the whole Nako situation too. Mm -hmm. I've noticed there's been a lot of not safe spaces and a, a lot of like quick um, assumptions from people like who really love Nako. You know, it's like we have these artists on these pedestals and then we like think they're gods and then we think they can do no wrong. Um, and at the same time, we're, I think we also need to talk about how, you know, cancer, cancel culture, whatever, quote unquote, can be also dangerous and like mm -hmm. in, inflam inflammatory and over exaggerate and cancels the wrong people from time to time. And there's not a lot of like vetting in the process. But so it's it's just healthy that all of this is coming up. Right. It's like I don't have all the answers, but us talking about it, it's healthy. Yeah. And everybody's going to have like kind of a different take. And I think at this current explorer, explorative time, like, I don't know if there is a hundred percent a wrong answer for someone's perspective on it. Like we're, we're trying to figure it out. Cause like, I also agree, like there are certain instances where like the cancel culture actually could even make the situation worse. And I, I really like the idea of having 
um, like restorative justice. Like, I don't know what that looks like, but like, how do we reintegrate? And this is something for society at large. Like, how do we integrate the people who have caused harm? Um, if they are genuinely willing to do the self-reflection and like they themselves are seeking it, like how do we, what's, how do we allow them to still have their livelihood without having the opportunity to hurt more people, you know? Truly. And I mean, it reminds me of like why I've been getting more into politics and stuff because I've realized how these like bigger systematic issues kind of cause the, all these micro, like just the, all this mass chaos, all this, um, like how the justice system and, um, the economy and like how poverty and not enough education has led to just undereducated, violent, angry people. Yeah. And how we, it's like the conversation is not to just jail these people. The, the conversation is how can we restore the local communities and the schools and, um, the like mental health of the, the people. Yeah. I mean, at the heart of things. And I mean, I've definitely taken some flack on this because like, I, I came up listening to a lot of Ram Dass and, you know, like the idea of like, in order to successfully protest, you have to love the person you're protesting against as much as you love yourself. And I don't want to say that as a means to, um, like acquiesced to the harm that gets caused. But I definitely think that there's something that like at the heart of that being, there was once a child, something happened along exactly. the development, like I just I believe the fundamental nature of human beings is good, and then it's it, things happen that mold and change the way that they express their lack, you know. And sometimes it is dangerous, and sometimes we need to contain that in order to mitigate harm. But I just I, I never want to forget like at the heart it's like there's a child there, you know. But that's so true. Yeah. Like we can't forget that, and, and it's this balanced perspective of, of like kind of like situational. Like okay, well someone just rape someone so this needs to happen but why are people raping people so much yeah. what 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 is the environment as you know humans we find ourselves in that's like cultivating a certain kind of person and um like even like not to get all sciencey but like if you look into epigenetics um they're finding that environment is the number one thing to turn genes on and off. And most criminals have been really in really suppressive environments where they don't get like a secure attachment to their parent and they're always feeling vulnerable. And the, the acting out is like, um, a symptom of this greater systematic issue. And, and I think the number one thing it stems from is poverty and lack of resources, yeah. lack of education. Yeah. I mean, if someone has um, troubled parental figures and there's no resources around them, like we have to be able to make these resources accessible to even kids, like have it known within our society that there are places that you can reach out to where it's like, hey, I'm being abused. And then you can get mentors. You can get like people who are willing to walk with you for a little bit during life to help teach you how to stand upright on, on your own. And Truly. get you the proper resources to mitigate trauma because like that's a biological it's a physiological thing and like once you have trauma it's it's a lifetime to get unraveled you know and we just don't i mean we're just starting to get the, the true understanding of it but truly it is so so wild it, it just kind of takes getting like the legislation to kind of follow what the science is already showing and i i have a lot of uh, 
<laughs> passionate uh, ups, uh, upsetness at like the the current Biden administration, the way that they rose to power. But like right now, I am seeing like there is definitely a very left stint that's like swirling through it and i'm just like really hoping that like this is just the start and we're starting to see more sensible people focused policy totally and i i do think it's um it's evident of the effect of um like grassroots organizing from bernie to the um racial justice protests this summer to um just internet influencers you know it's like people speaking up has kind of i think pushed this image like i think just even having kamala harris like um like a black minority woman rather than just like like i would have assumed biden without the protest this summer, maybe would have just picked some like white lady and, you know, having Kamala Harris like makes so many minorities feel like they're represented in this country and women too, obviously. But yeah, I think our, us speaking up and I think really Bernie and his movement has really changed the conversation really has he's definitely slid the bar to where we're accepting a lot more reasonable things yeah my, my hot take on the, the kamala situation because like i also think that it is important to have that representation so people that are in her same um sphere like they, they're able to see that and like oh this is possible for me i think that like, that's exactly. the most powerful part but at the same time like her as an individual like i have a lot of issue with because it kind of does on one on one level like it's kind of like a token pick like they picked her because of that not more than her like actual policy or anything like that um which is why like i see nina turner and i'm like she she fits that role but she's also fierce and like really really in the pocket on the policy that would actually have the effect that we want you know oh absolutely i mean it's like the corporate wing of the democratic party it's very conservative in most people's eyes and any of them holding seats is you know kind of like a watered down version of whatever policies they say they're holding and it's not until people like nina turner um who like embody their policy yeah. that um we'll see like big changes you know yeah but it's possible so, but and i think it's good that like you know we aren't going into this and it is possible and that you're not and we're not going into this like administration kind of like with like rose colored glasses mm -hmm. which i think we did with obama um which well to me i kind of saw it as like we like stopped paying attention to what anyone was even doing and that was like well we went to multiple wars and yeah standing rock occupy wall street lots of stuff happened yeah a lot of stuff that a lot of people tend to forget about you know like standing rock was under obama you know like that was a really big problem um yeah i i Honestly, I think that like we have COVID to thank uh, again for people's attention to the way that the government is running right now, and because right. things were so messed up, you know, I, I think especially with our generation, we know it's just a matter of like the older generations breaking their conditioning of attachment to the acquiescence of what the system is, you know. Like, and it is like this, like they're just old and used to it and it's like embedded in them and it's hard to teach uh, old dog new tricks right yeah so what do you think art 
Art's role is in this. Because I mean, this is what, I mean, you have all of these these feelings and you're very focused on this, but your main thing is electronic music. What do you think totally. that this art has to offer for even like the next generation? And, you know, what is its role? I think art has a way of creating a conversation that politics doesn't have the ability to do so like someone's way more likely to listen to a song than listen to you know some politician rant about some economic system um and the i really it reminds me of alex gray he has a book called mission of art and he talks a lot about how art can translate states of being and how we embed our states of being into our art and those who listen to it or look at it will tap into those states of being and those states of being will be translated easier in culture. So for me, it's like creating this like mini reality that we can all tap into that um, is like, to me is like, a, it opens a door and music is kind of like the glue that holds our society together, but it's not so much like the most important part I've, you know, realized like, it's like, unless we are growing food and having clean water, it's like, there's no music, but the music and the art is like, I think the reason we do end up living. Yeah. You know, it's like the true joy of life. It's like at the top of the, the, the pyramid of like needs, you know, it's like art, like once all the other things are satiated, that's what we spend our time doing is interacting with art and beauty and awe. And you know, like, that's what it's so for. True. That's what's drawing us forward is to experience these different states. So getting more specific, what do you think about electronic music it fulfills that role maybe to a better degree? Because I, I personally think that the implication of electronic music, it is bigger than um, other other genres, to be frank. So it reminds me of like, there's like this like global spiritual awakening that's happening on the planet. And it's kind of this like amorphous, ethereal kind of thing. And I feel like electronic music really embodies that. Um, when everything i mean i i'm a guitar player so i love rock but when the rock was dominating force of culture like everything's so about like the mosh pit compared to the dancing and i think um the dancing and the ecstatic states that get like tapped into when you're on the dance floor help us break open our consciousness which is like kind of what like shamanic culture was doing all all along with just like um, using dance and music and rhythmic drumming um, and the beat and dancing and collective dancing to really um, like break open our consciousness and allow other dimensions, I guess, you know, it's like for the shaman, it's like the, the spirit realm or, um, you know, for on a, like a basic level, it just can be like your own imagination, your own self, your own uh your connection to yourself, I think for me is like what I've really found on the dance floor. Um, and there's this, also this like synergy between the DJ and the dancers. It's very communal. And I think there's a lot of potential that hasn't even like been tapped into with all that yet. Yeah. I think we're really just starting to like understand it. Cause I mean, so much of electronic music's life cycle has been underground 
Um, and the outsider community has kind of like looked in and been like, oh, all those people are on drugs. Like that must be why they're dancing. But I mean, like while there are substances being used in a lot of these spaces, like I, I typically go sober now and I still dance right. harder than the people who are on substances. Same. Exactly. And I definitely think that like there's something about the, the power of it is being in your body. It, it moves your seat of identity from your mind and your personality structures to yes. your body. So when you're in your body, you're in your heart, you're actually more prone to receptivity and to connect with other people. You don't have as many filters exactly. and blocks keeping you from, you know, we when we meet someone, we're like, oh, this person is X, Y, and Z because they look like this or they smell like that. But when you're dancing, you don't have time for that. You're, you're moving, you're grooving, you're tapped into the music as this like unified field and you see somebody who's right. in that same groove and the, the boundaries dissolve. And for me, like that's the most right. magic part about electronic music is you're doing that until three in the morning, <laughs> you know, right. It's a lot of time. Now I've seen the most beautiful things happen like in that space and like people just literally change from like an unhealthy person to a, go on a completely different trajectory of their entire life in one night. Yeah. You know, it's like, it goes unsaid, but it also, I think, um, as an artist, I feel a responsibility and I, I notice, you know, there's not a lot of, um, artists who hold that space or DJs who are cultivating that space as much anymore. And I think it's, I, I don't know. I feel like it's important that we remember as electronic artists that you are creating this sensitive space in which you're like influencing people's minds and, if we want to change the world to be a better place, then like the messages and the sounds we use, I think, um, and they don't have to be, but cause like I'm all for hyper aggressive music. Like I love metal and death metal just as much as anyone else. Um, but like the kind of culture it creates is significantly different than like, say like an intentional electronic music set or something. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I actually even said this on the show before, but I think it's worth repeating that like my experience with heavier music or like sad music, it kind of reifies what the ego already knows of itself. So like if I'm really sad, I seek out sad music. It only solidifies the sadness. Whereas when I listen to specifically a lot of electronic intentional music, like your your stuff, uh, Papadocio, Polish Ambassador, it because it is being made from these different states, these more expansive states, it it doesn't point you towards yourself. You know, it, well, it points you towards your heart more than it does like mean, yeah. the conditioned um, state that you're the in. The small self, right? Right. So like, again, it's just like that boundary disillusion. And the fact that most of it doesn't have lyrics, you know, makes it accessible to everybody across the world. <laughs> you know. Totally. And it's, it's funny you bring that up because I've, myself, I've been trying to find a balance of like, because um, there's, a lot of people who only listen to lyric music. Mm -hmm. And um, I also like grew up on that too. And then I got into these like transcendental states of mind where like, to me, words were unnecessary and dancing what I was in it for. And then I kept hearing from friends that were like, well, I just can't remember any of your songs. Like they, I just don't know the words and blah, blah, blah. And I've like kind of tapped into my roots a little bit of like finding the balance of the, ethereal and structural like lyrics and non-lyrical and like even like song structure versus like totally amorphous song structure and 
I, yeah, like there, I've been finding the beauty of the balance rather than like, you know, just the extreme of one or the other, um, which I think is so necessary. The extreme of both. Yeah. Like I just, lo- I love art that there's like multiple varying degrees of it. And just like, I love that people end up, you know, having no lyrics and are all, all lyrics, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Just full on acapella group. <laughs> all <Right>. lyrics. <laughs> we need more of that. Yeah. I've been listening to a lot of, uh, they're called the Longest Johns. They had that shanty song that became a meme, the Weller Man. Sounds, sounds warm. It's really nice. Cozy. Um, yeah. Um, what was I just going to say? Wow. Sorry. Oh, so no. that's them. I've only heard a remix of that song. So Yeah. I suggest looking into them. They're honestly really solid. Like cool. they, they, they're under my skin this year for sure. Um, nice. Yeah, I I definitely think, though, in terms of the electronic debacle of, like, right now we're kind of seeing uh, just a a reformation of just kind of, like, what we're willing to allow in this space. And I'm really excited to see your music. Like, I feel like right now you're starting to come together at, like, the perfect time as the scene is coming together. And it's, like, placing you in this position where it's, like, there's a lot of people who do probably look up to you, not to like, you know, blow smoke up your butt, but like you are positioned in a very good spot to help usher in the next era of positive, intentionful electronic music. That's what I really hope to do too, is like not even just for my own music, but I have a lot of friends who are musicians and I hope like we can all lift each other up and I can only hope to like help to use my platform to elevate other people. And that's like what I really, that was one of my bigger goals is like getting to this like place where I have like a certain following or whatever, just so I can like, you know, talk more about what's on my heart and talk more about what my is on my friend's heart. And, you know, yeah. So yeah. you actually just made a Facebook group, which I think is uh, really tapping in. Is it just a Facebook group right now or it is? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that. It's a uh, healthy AF. Um, so like, what's your, what's your intention behind this project and what do you hope to see it turn into? Um, a few things. Um, the idea started like a year ago of just like, man, I wish I could post music that I really vibe with, um, not on my feed. So it wouldn't like clog up my own marketing schedule, I guess. But, um, as my platform has gotten bigger, I just realized like, man, I really want a place where all of my artist friends have that. And if you make art or music, you could go in this group and I'm hoping to like that people will be involved and like interact with your art. And, um, to me, that's, it's like this commons, common ground, like meeting area of the internet that we can all, um, share our talents, but then like connect with each other, connect, connect with like-minded. And, um, I've had this thing where, you know, like everyone always says like, Oh, that's sick, bro. Mm -hmm. And like for a few years, I've just been like, yo, that's so healthy. (laughs) (laughs) That's so hydrated. (laughs) Right. Really nourished right now. (laughs) Wow. You really, uh, birthed some stuff up there instead of killed it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Planted some seeds. I think, you know, <laughs> yeah, I really like it because it's not just music too. Like there's some photographers in there. I'm sorry. I forgot their name, but like, yes, my friend Billy is an amazing oh my photographer. God. Like everything he's he an posts. amazing rapper too. Oh my God. Nice. Yeah. So like, I definitely suggest, is it an open group? 
should we be talking about this? It is, it, it is, and we should, and because okay. I want to keep it growing, and I like that. I like hearing that people like it because if 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 we can all grow, like I just think that's just it's just better for everybody. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think that that's what separates a lot of different kinds of artists. There's like the artist who is like really focused on themselves and growing their own brand, but then there's the artists who are focused on everybody around them. And like, it's by trusting that like the people you're around, you're all lifting each other up. It's not like you have to fight your way to the top. You like collaborate your way to the top, you know? Totally. And maybe music and art in America, the last like hundred years hasn't really been about that. Maybe I feel like jazz was kind of about very, like in jazz, they would all like play each other's songs all the time because they loved each other and they were building this community. And um, I think that to me is like, I, that's almost more fun. Like I'd like, I just love being around cool, talented people too. So it satiates my like, Ooh, I want to be around like high quality art thing. I don't know. I just love art. I'm like a connoisseur of art and life and I just have also, like, I just remembered, like, a big reason I just wanted to start this group was because I realized, like, whoa, I have so many talented friends. I have so many talented friends, and they all need to meet, and they all need to connect, and they all need to post, like, they all need a place where they can, like, just, like, post about themselves. Yeah. and I mean, a lot of people like doing that. I like doing it. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Everyone's awesome. They need a place for yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting in, like, an essential part of the the journey forward on whatever creative endeavor you have to start creating a community, like giving people a space to like meet each other. Like that's how we like weave the web, you know, cause it's like, I know so many dope people that like, Oh, their platforms would go so well together. And it's like, if I could be a bridge, like that's what we are. Like exactly the idea of like Indra's net. Are you familiar with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So for the folks who don't know it, Indra is one of the uh, gods in Hinduism. I think he's like the god of gods, but he has this entire net. And at the vertices of every uh, conjunction is a dewdrop. And in that dewdrop is a reflection of every other dewdrop on the net. So you are one of those dewdrops. So in that way, like we, we are bridges for each other, but at the same time, like we are what's being bridged and the, the space holding the bridge. And Boom. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. yeah and it, it, it's interesting because you see that a lot with, within the electronic music scene too, you know, even like, that's one of my favorite things about going to a festival is like getting lost from people and then finding my other friends and then, like, when I'm with them, then I'll find the original friends. And then it's just, like, this yep. – you have these different timelines coalescing. and Right. They, they, this, That's one of my favorite things ever. It's so good. It's like, you guys haven't met? This person's so important to me, and this person's so important to me. And, you know, it's always happening. <laughs> it's – I, like – I can't wait till festivals are safe again because just, like, it's, like, this – I don't know the exact term, but it's, like, this um, – higher um evolutionary aspect of like a town city a city town center mm -hmm. of where it's like you're going but like you're meeting and things are happening so fast and the connections and the synchronicities i think speed up and like the maybe the web of indra just like gets linked like way quicker you're like you know little spidey friend 
gets you along a little faster on the journey and then you're like oh you gotta meet this person and then you like run into them three times and four hours there's like tens of thousands of people too and it's just like how the heck yeah. do you keep running into each other <laughs> right it's like that resonant frequency like attract like kind of thing yeah. or something and it's like you're all in this i kind of think of a festival as like a multicellular organism yeah and yeah. how our, our civilization hasn't we haven't like totally coalesced into like an amoeba yet we've like tried <laughs> we're trying but it, like it's not working but the festival is like it's like there's like the the boundary of like the grounds and that's like the amoeba Mm -hmm. and inside you're like i'm just a cell inside of the amoeba and we're all working together yeah yeah i feel that a lot how do you think it's going to be like the the first round of festival season after covid do you think that i have thought about it like going either one of two ways like people are going to be just so gracious and like fulfilled by it and then there's going to be the folks who are like i'm going to do all the drugs and then just like spiral out like i I know both of these things are going to happen but like what do you how are you going to interact differently wow um it's so true um people are going to go way too hard so i hope i hope to cultivate events where it's like being talked about about like how COVID's helped us slow our process down and go inward and create healthier events where it's like you're you're leaving the event healthier on a cellular level like not just like oh i'm mentally spiritually activated because i took a 10 strip of lsd and drove drank like 10 beers but i also like ate mozzarella sticks on the way home (laughs) like what if, you know, it was like you were leaving with vegetables and like everything was organic and you're like hydrated. And also, I think like because of all the sexual things like that, the safe space will be like cultivated more so at events where it's like the, there's conversations being had to respect each other and to hold space for each other. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, right now everybody's kind of glued to their computers, you know? So, like, I feel like all the conversations that we're having, especially within the scene, because, I mean, some of, like, the power hitters are getting, you know, dethroned in a way, and it all has to do with mishandling sexual energy, you know? So hopefully some people will have a little bit more forethought, you know? But I think there's going to be a lot of genuine healing, you know? Like, we've been deprived of touch and connectivity. And I honestly think this first season where things start to open up, it might not be this year, maybe this fall, but next summer, most likely, it's going to just be the humanity waking up again, you know? I think so. Kind of be like Rootwire 2013, that era where everybody's like... Give me that. Yeah, everyone's just going to be like, oh... I remember this. <laughs> I remember what it feels like to be in community and hopefully we can just be more aware of how precious, how fragile, exactly. you know, and it, it really is all of our responsibility to show up to the best of our ability. You know, it's right. And to be more forgiving and understanding of each other and just like show up for each other in like bigger ways, you know, like uh, if it's like bringing, water for your friend group or you know it's like i don't know why i was always like the i like this call like the grandma of my group i would just like have my backpack and like snacks and like a journal and like someone's having a bad time maybe they can like draw and like hold a crystal yeah yeah no you definitely (laughs) i don't like i found that in my friend group like holding space for other people really elevates other people and if we can have 
a bunch of people doing that all across the world then yeah and I think that that's, I mean, just to talk about festivals in general, because I'm sure some of my listeners are like, what the heck are they even talking about? Like, I know, fe- like Bonnaroo, you know, like these are totally. like these small pockets of time and space where you can explore being yourself in a way that you aren't hinged by like a job or other responsibilities. Like you're able to just show up and like, it is a very rich and stimulating environment and it just gives you this like proper moment to really express gratitude and like what it is to be in a community even if you don't have friends if you just show up you're gonna find friends if, if you just open up even 10 percent. Right. and i think like the power of festivals has always been in that in the people powered experience and i think going forward is going to be explosive <laughs> Yeah, I I do see how like an out an outsider could see the lure of the festival just being about the drugs and the partying and stuff, but really it's about like how it changes you, who you meet, like what it brings out of you. I've even found like my connection to nature has been so much more strengthened and reinforced like going out to these festivals in the middle of nowhere like um it changes your perspective on life not in just a woo-woo way like it's very like um palpable and especially like with all the really refined art in music i think it cultivates like a higher quality like a sense of taste yeah 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 i mean i know like it was one of the biggest things that i've ever done like one of the most transformational things i mean it was like my first year at electric forest and ultimately into like the root wire festivals in ohio and um, I mean, without it, I probably wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be doing this podcast. I don't know where I'd be, you know? Me too. It's, and everybody that I know who's been a part of these things has kind of echoed the same thing, you know? Like, it, it, you, like, surrender to this experience and just trust that, like, the people who are creating it, if they are, if it's the right festival, are, like, they're specifically picking artists at times with the art, and it, like, you're able to just let go and allow the experience to, like, take you through it and it's it's like god right it's like i've had some experiences that were just like the synchronicity you're running into the right people the moment which is it always feels just like what the heck is this (laughs) and exactly for me it's it's a microcosm of all of life you know it's like all of the processes of life within a weekend you're falling in love you're falling out of love you're going through hard like it's everything and it's yeah it's amazing it's i i definitely think that the festival has like a forefront into our it's going to become the forefront of our culture i think over the next 10 to 20 30 50 100 years like having a like a common ground space in a city center you know i envision like the future cities to be kind of like a university festival kind of vibe where it's like you're educating people, but you're also like expressing like the highest like quality art in music or, you know, it's like, it's like educational, but, um, or it's like accessible. Well, I have some big ideas. I don't know. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to accomplish some of them. I can see it. You know, I think, you know, right now we're just kind of like, still training wheels honestly you know like we're going through a lot of things that's how it feels for me i feel like i'm just just starting with music just starting with like even getting used to like being like other people paying attention to me like i just used to be like this i mean i was a very normal person i'm not that i'm not normal now but i'd feel 
like my past self was so just like I played sports and like it's just normal. Like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so getting used to like thinking that anyone thinks my uh, opinion has weight. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're like social media receptivity, you know, like every post you make, is, it gets buzz, you know, at least. And it's not like, yeah. and I'm not just trying to blow smoke up your butt by any means, but it's like you get like a healthy amount. It's not to the point where you're not connecting with everybody, but it's enough to where you're, you have the power to create conversation. And every conversation I see you start is typically rooted towards the good, you know, and I think that that's like utilizing power to benefit, you know? Yes. I think that that's yeah. powerful. It is. I think a lot of people don't realize their power to help other people and like improve other people's day. Yeah. And that's really the thing is like the memes, like the memes are the lifeblood of most people's posting. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. Like memes got me through COVID, <laughs> you know, exactly. like keep it up with the news and then seeing something hilarious. It looks like, oh yeah, the human spirit, it's, it's still active in this. You know that humor and it's easy easy to forget in this environment just like is it the apocalypse is like what is going on yeah, yeah no really no one really knows yeah. um we do but it's like still pretty intense even a year later it's you know a year later we're still we're still fighting about all the little things about covid as a population and it's like i don't know you know and it's, it's on crazy. the same form is like just all these other memes, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. It's funny how serious people take their, their specific positions. And uh, I mean, some people definitely have a lot more like totally. reason to it. They're like, yo, people are dying, but it's like right. literally like one thing you're seeing this conversation. The next, it's like a Thomas, the tank engine saying something stupid. It's just like, how are we, how is this the form where we're like interacting with each other? It's just like, I don't know guys, maybe we should step back. <laughs> You know, I love it. It's, it's social media can be very dangerous at the same time. And, um, you know, there's a lot to be said about how like the short form of conversation is like our attention span just getting shorter and shorter. And like you're scrolling through this feed, like, um, you know, like things like this, I think are what the future is more so about like long conversations, you know, when things open up more in-person conversations, more slow down. And I think that's the beauty of COVID. I don't, I don't even know if that's a thing, but, um, <laughs> the beauty of COVID. Whoa. <laughs> right. Like the, the silver lining of COVID yeah. is like more so that we've been able to slow down and maybe like realize how important long-term convers long form conversation is. Yeah. I think there's definitely going to be like a transition period. Like once we were able to start meeting in public spaces again, like I think right now we're conditioning ourselves to reactivity because we're not able to see the person we're talking with or feel their nervous system. Whereas like right. half of the shit we say on social media, we would not be saying in person, you know, usually exactly. it was kind of just a matter of like, yeah, different politics, you know, but again, at the same time, I don't want to be dismissive of like, there's some dangerous <laughs> political ideologies out there now that are, so it's like right it's like on one hand the internet allows these dangerous point of views to be seen and exposed which is so important and wouldn't be happening without the internet but at the same time it creates this echo chamber especially with covid where i've noticed personally like so much more anger yeah. and so much more pe like so much 
people who are quick to like attack another personally attack another person when they're having a conversation it comes like oh like you're ugly like all of a sudden it's like i thought we were talking about the green new deal like yeah yeah and again i think festivals are going to be a big part of the the medicine that actually helps we talk about unity a lot let's all dance together until three in the morning without talking (laughs) exactly exactly yeah like you're sweaty i'm sweaty you're surrounded by friends i'm surrounded by friends we might have different maybe we are cool with each other right (laughs) and yeah i think like the celebration is it's like water like we need to be celebrating every society in all of history has had i mean like yearly celebrations and they've done it for hundreds and hundreds of years and it's like there's a reason it's a biological adaptation you know it's what bonds us it's so true and i think like also on a personal level like we forget to make celebrate like our little micro wins we forget to celebrate like life and our daily processes we always like are racing towards like the next paycheck or the next you know the big release or whatever the the biggest podcast ever and it's like how can we remember to celebrate like just being alive and that um that we've like done enough over the last year or so like instead of just you know it's we're very much like work all year to vacation for once a week like how can we have these smaller moments and honoring each other in our friend group like being excited for you know your friend when he gets a promotion or whatever like and not comparing you so much and all that yeah celebrate the little wins that's probably what this this episode is going to be called (laughs) i think that that's like that's a big part of it you know and i mean i think like having yeah it's going to be a sweet sweet time when we're able to finally gather again oh my god like so thankful so thankful that it's 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 gonna be happening you know i legit cried watching a live concert youtube video the other day and i was like who am i just like literally watch one video 20 minutes into it and you're like oh i miss people you remember like places and things and wow they all like love each other (laughs) (laughs) i remembered like I, it's going to be interesting to see, especially in like music situations, like people's, um, I guess, boundaries in terms of like touch. Like there's also going to be a transition of like to be comfortable in a space like that with people breathing on you and sweating on you. And like, I remember like I used to just get water and like share my water and just like, yeah, pass it around, go to town. And now I'm like, I don't know if I'll do that. <laughs> Don't breathe on me. Yeah, yeah. Like you're at a concert. Like we're all breathing on each other. Like, I wonder how long it's gonna take for us to. It'll take a while. Yeah, yeah. And I always wonder about like the the next generation who's growing up in this and like the trauma that it's gonna cause them. You know, just like the touch related trauma. Like when when you're like growing up and like your brain is developing, you some people like don't even remember what it's like before. They're growing up in this era. And it's like it's interesting and a lot of men already have so much lack of touch yeah. in our society um but it's it's interesting also because like we're an overly touchy culture with all these sexual harassment things right and not being able to touch each other and have to social distance i found is cultivating people's spatial awareness for the first time ever mm-hmm. and then like you know we're double we're thinking twice about everything now and i think it will help like 
that alone will stop the overly touchy things that especially guys can do on a dance floor and like girls can feel like scared to even enter a dance floor sometimes so yeah maybe this will help that a little bit yeah i if anything it'll start a conversation and then that's something that i think is really good to even bring up is like i really hope going forward especially with all these huge people getting taken uh off of their their platforms like i really hope we can reform the dance floor to be more safe and accommodating and I don't exactly. know what it looks like in a massive public scale outside of like it takes each one of us individually to learn how to see signs and see when somebody's getting assaulted in some cases. Totally. And I would just love to have more of an open conversation. How do we better protect the more vulnerable people in our community? Yes. You know, And, and I, I think it, it kind of starts with like what – where's our energy at and like what are we trying to get out of an experience like you know it's like if you're just a guy going to a dance floor trying to like meet a girl you're like kind of operating in this like lower chakra region very like primal like root chakra sacral chakra kind of vibe and like how can we go to a dance floor like in our hearts and in our throats and in our third eyes but maybe also like all of it at the same time Mm -hmm. because the spiritual community I found is so much, it's like the muggle world's all stuck in the lower chakras and the spiritual community's all stuck. Like <laughs> it has like hyper distorted crown chakras yeah. and we all need to like meet in the middle and the heart Whoa. chakra. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the journey though, right? For like both sides, like you got to have that balance. Both sides. Yeah. And I also got to say for the people out there listening, like if just meeting girls on a dance floor, isn't that it's not really a good spot to meet people like festivals are a little different because you have more space and time and it's outside. But if you're like going to a club and like on the floor, like you're not going to meet some girls. It's it's just weird, right? It's just like, Hey, you come here. Like you're not going to have like a conversation. So what are you doing? (laughs) Do you like Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> that actually might work. <laughs> There's a few buzzwords that actually might might help out. But that's better than going up and, you know, grabbing some butt when it's not, you know, consensual. Let's let's cultivate some higher standards. Yeah. I would yeah, I, I love the idea of you hosting events, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like yes. I, I think I, I would trust you and I would want to build that with you. I would love to see like consent workshops before shows like a meditation and like exactly i I am pro this happening for sure that's that's so good to hear honestly yeah yeah but you are you are out in colorado so i don't know how that would maybe i'll just have to go out to colorado i mean that that's easy (laughs) yeah i i when things open up fully i hope i hope to be like be playing everywhere to be honest yeah is that kind of how you'd want to do it is kind of travel around and have your much much slower paced but yeah yeah i want to like but i mean i don't know it's like i feel like i'm like cocooning and like a caterpillar cocooning so a lot of my ideas are very like in flux you're in the goo stage things are very shifty right now of like what i even want to do i don't know yeah not 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 music but just like how i want to take touring yeah. In the future. Yeah. It's it's still a little bit early to be figuring that out. But I mean, hey, if you if you do intend on doing like some Michigan stuff, I could see you doing like a 
like a two night run and then kind of like set up shop and get a bunch of artists and workshops and um yeah i'd definitely be we can talk after the podcast or whatever like i would love to help curate like a workshop thing for you for real that'd be amazing i know enough people that we could we could definitely get and like have like a very intentional like like i said like consent workshop we get like a ayurvedic practitioner talk about food like be dope be really fun that'd be amazing honestly yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to do cool yeah i i mean the vibes out there you know the right people show up yeah i i don't know it's like it's good to hear that people want that more because you know i've always wanted to do that and i've done that a little bit but i feel like people want more out of, of an experience after this yeah well i think that that's kind of like the opportunity of like building a brand is like having different ways to interact and invite people in you know it's like you have the music but also like spaceship earth is bigger than the music it's your vibe which can be an entire space of different things you know totally yeah i think papadocio's world really mastered that i think that that's honestly a big part of what has given them a lot of success is that like it's the music it's them but it's also like the entire space they've created you know right and all their friends i've never seen another band build a community like that yeah. so integrated yeah. like ever it's a blueprint really you know and i think it, i think yep. it is modular i'm not gonna try and take away i mean it'd probably be a lot of the same community members showing up to the show but you know i think that there's a lot of possibility there and i think you're i agree in the slipstream yes cool glad you think so yeah oh you're there for <laughs> sure but all right, Ashton, we are at time. So I just want to say thank you so much. Where can people find you? So um, you can find Spaceship Earth all over um, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, Spaceship Earth Official is my website, um, Facebook, Instagram. Healthy AF. What's the full name of that Facebook group? um healthy af music and art i think it is okay cool yeah all that stuff's going to be in the description below as well so um if y'all want to you know you you heard the song as the intro you guys know what what's what at this point um give them a listen i I really suggest it it's good stuff awesome so thank you ashton much love thank you all right friends that was the episode thank you so much for listening all the way through till the end i truly make this show for you and your attention does not go unappreciated so that was ashton robertson spaceship earth you can find him on soundcloud facebook all the places uh, spotify youtube you know you know the deal you know the social media thing yeah he's he's all over it um yeah if you want to tap into that meditation offer that i had at the start of the episode remember uh the uh, email is 21st century vitalism at gmail.com uh, it's going to be an extended offer that reaches out into the stratosphere so yeah please feel free to reach out if you have any questions comments concerns also reach out to that email and uh let me know how you're how you're feeling i'd love to hear from you um you can always support the show by going over to apple Podcasts, subscribing rating same thing with youtube or facebook or the instagram we're on all the things now so yeah feel free to do what you do and uh, we will catch you next wednesday at 11 a.m 